Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Beat Podcast. Today, we're joined with Dewey and Taylor. Hello, gents. Special Hello. feature, double guest. Yeah. Yeet. Huh? Yeet. Yeet. Um, and we didn't really say what we were... What exactly were we talking about before this episode? No, no not yet. I thought it was Skyrim. Yeah, we're talking about Bethesda and Skyrim. Um, because I was... I'm playing a lot of Skyrim lately. And I feel like it's fitting to talk about it since you have the... The QuakeCon sale thing happening on Steam right now. Oh yeah. And so... I've also been kind of watching some reviews and criticisms of... Bethesda and Skyrim. And so I kinda... I want to discuss that stuff. If so, um, <laughs> what are you, so I guess as a company, um, I guess TJ can go first. Taylor can go first. Uh, I guess what are your kind of opinions on Bethesda? Well, I tell you what, I'm going to be able to offer a lot more of my opinions on Bethesda than I am going to be able to on Skyrim just as a game, but as on Bethesda as a whole, I mostly am of the opinion that it's got talented people working for it, but it's kind of been suffering under poor management for a little bit here. I mean, they've released some pretty great games, but I think the series I'm most interested in, that being Fallout, has been has been definitely suffering a bit. Yeah, because I've heard that Fallout 76 is like uh, kind of like a an MMO, but it's Fallout, and it's base building, and every time you log out, you lose your base, and apparently the PvP sucks and stuff like that. I haven't played it, because it sounds horrible. Yeah, I don't blame you. Have have any have any of you guys played Fallout seventy six or no? No, I can't say. I can't say what is how it's doing right now. I've heard, but it's... I know that that. But I know that it was like definitely like an unfinished game upon release. Yeah, like people apparently people were getting banned for getting into the developer room, which oh oh yeah, there was that, which is kind of dumb because like. If you make it, that's a problem with your game. That's not a problem with the people. They didn't hack their way in, you know. They just glitched their way into the developer room. I well, think. some people, some people glitched their way in, and yeah. after that happened, people started doing it uh, <laughs> uh, with malicious intent. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's kind of dumb. They should have just fixed it, you know. Um. All right, so Dewey, I guess, do you want to share your thoughts on Skyrim and uh, Bethesda as a whole, then, real quick, as a brief overview, kind of, before we dig deeper? I mean, Bethesda likes to release games unfinished, which, I mean, I'm kind of okay with, and I'm kind of not at the same time. It's kind of nice to get hands-on as quickly as possible. Like, Skyrim came out buggy as shit, and it was a disaster. But, like, I was just happy to have it in my hands, and I enjoyed playing it from day one. Uh, They fixed the bugs eventually. Uh, But, like, kind of the same thing with, like, No Man's Sky. 
uh, or other games that came out completely unfinished when they originally came out but got better over time. Uh, I definitely think that it was probably not the best move to release it before it was finished, but I'm definitely happy to have had the ability to play it early before it got finished. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why I like a lot of the early access games and that kind of stuff is because you get to play it hands-on, even if it's buggy as shit, at least, you know, going in, it'll be buggy as heck. Uh, yeah. So, but like, but that's as a company likes to release things fairly undone and then just kind of fix it later, which is kind of lazy. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's also like, it is what it is. Right, right. Uh, I guess kind of my thoughts are, I'm not a big fan. Bethesda publishes some good games. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they publish some good games. Yeah, they they don't make um so many good games. The I feel like part of the main issue with you know Bethesda's games Fallout and Skyrim is they run on you know they're really really old creation engine which i hear is like 20 years old or something it's really old and i mean you know valve's still kicking it on the source engine but at least they've like updated it and modified it to work better you know well valve did release uh source 2 right but that's and source 2 is a full new engine and that's been out for a little bit now but is they've released two games on it What's well, you the know, second it's, game? it's built off the back of, it's built off the back of the original Source engine. Right. I'm pretty sure it was a full new engine. Let me check. Let me check. All right. Well, while Dewey's checking that, um, you know, I feel like they need to update the engine because, I mean, Fallout Four didn't come out that long ago, and it's it looks kind of, you know, it just looks like a slightly better looking Skyrim in my opinion. It's not that great. And correct me if I'm wrong, did it come out in 2015? Oh geez, it must have been something like that. Something like that. I feel like 2015 games look better than that. Yeah. Source, Source 2 is actually a very old engine. Uh, Source 2 was a full successor, so it did replace the original Source, but yeah. it came out in June 2004. You got it. No, but no. you're getting confused as gold source versus source. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Gold the, source is the, what the original Half Life game was made on. Yeah, it was like a and, heavily modified Quake engine. Yeah, and then source, like source source, is what uh, Half Life came out on. Yeah, and then they updated Half or Source 2 for Alex. Yeah, so far, I'm pretty sure. Source, I don't know why it would have been finished in 2004 if that's like around when Half Life came out and if Half Life Alex has been the only game released on Source 2. Half Life came out before. I, like, think, I think Source Gold was used for Half Life 2 and on. What? Because Half Life came out in like. Half Life came out before 2000. Like it came out in the 80s, I think. No, 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 it didn't. Yet, yeah, let me look. The 80s? Maybe 90s. Half-Life was released in, like, the 90s. I'm not sure, but I... Oh, think yeah, the, the, the 90s. It was the 90s, yes. All right, you're right. So, but then, you know, if this gold source engine came out in 2004, 
then it's probably used for Half-Life 2 and on. No. Well, it didn't come out in 2004. Okay, as weird as the naming convention is, yeah. Gold Source came before Source. Yeah, and Source 2 is very new. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Source is just... Your Source 2 is just the Source engine modified. And, you know, Bethesda could do that. Like, they need yeah. to do that because the issue is, is they kind of just take the lazy route and rely on their, you know, the modding community to fix all of their issues and stuff. Ain't that true? Oh, Fallout 4 Creation Club. Isn't that dumb? Uh, remind, kind of explain that because I've heard about it and I've. Okay, Is... so the so the Creation Club is a way for like modders and whatnot to create content for the game. Yeah. That. <laughs> that players have to pay for. Oh. By buying currency, from like but from like the game itself, so like paying Bethesda for the currency. To buy these Creation Club uh, content. Does the creator at least get a lot of the money? I don't know. Because, like, if the creator got the money, I'd be okay with that. Because then it would just be, like, people paying for the mods that they get. Uh, which, I mean, free mods are always better, because then it's, like, a community passion project. But, like, yeah. I also understand modders wanting you know, make money. Because there are pay-for mods as well as free mods. Right. Uh so, like, as long as the money was going to the mod creator, I would be okay with that. But if the money is going, like, 50-50 to Bethesda, who did literally nothing, uh, not a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The prices are pretty steep on the... I feel like Skyrim has something similar to that. Uh, well, if it's I... more than $5 for a mod, I think that's much. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that's what most of them are like. Anyways... I don't think Skyrim has anything that's like paid, but the one handy thing they did do is that they put like officially like Valve approved mods just in the UI. <laughs> Bethesda yeah. approved? Oh yeah, sorry. Bethesda approved mods in the UI. Bethesda so that they're very easy to access without having to <laughs> I don't know. Valve is the master of that stuff. That's why Valve's a better company. <laughs> Valve's a better company. <laughs> Yeah, Valve's a really good company. I mean, they made fucking Steam so that way they could take a break and just fucking work on the passion projects they had. Yeah. But... Like, Steam oh. is fucking a lifesaver for Valve. Yeah. But, um... I heard I that... Mean, not but... to say that Valve was doing bad, because, I mean, the games they were releasing were amazing anyway. Yeah. I feel like... Part of the, uh... Or I nah, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. I was gonna say though, I heard that Bethesda is gonna make their own online store. Kind of like, you know, uh Epic Games store? Yeah. Which, yeah I, <laughs> Agreed. I think that's kinda dumb of Bethesda. Even having like an Epic Games store feels like too many. Like I want just Steam. And yeah. I get that that's like a monopoly and actually not a good thing. But at the same time, like, they didn't take advantage of it. And, well, like, there were other places where you could get the games, just not, like, the big titles. Like, yeah. there's, uh... The thing is... Not, 
Steam doesn't... I mean, you can have the other game stores. That's fine. But put your game also on Steam. Yeah, the exclusives are the annoying part. Because, like, eventually all of the exclusives come to Steam anyway. Yeah, like, all the yeah. big games that made me download Epic are... Except for Fortnite, which I don't even play that much anymore. Uh, all the games are coming to Steam anyway. Like, Satisfactory came over. And that was probably the only real reason why I downloaded uh epic honestly well that and the cycle but yeah the cycle has their own private servers so i assume they're going to eventually move to either steam or their own client yeah honestly um, i i think it's just astounding that a lot of people just choose to not get a game because it's not on steam like they're okay with just not getting it because it's not on steam i mean i do that yeah <laughs> uh, uh, i mean yeah. I will say um something I kind of feel strongly towards about Skyrim and I feel like uh, if Bethesda wanted to they could go this route. I feel like it would upset a lot of people in the process. But something that was really charming to me about Skyrim was like a lot of the jankiness to it. Like the bad pathfinding AI and the really bad dialogue and stuff like but, uh <laughs> what made uh goat simulator good yeah yeah like well, well yeah the, but goat simulator was built around that premise right right yeah but if but but like you know just the the ragdoll physics and all that sort of thing like just all of that makes it i think kind of it, it bring it makes it comedic almost and kind of you know, I mean, it's a it's a video game, so you can't really take it too seriously because otherwise, it's you kind of then it's not fun. Yeah, it's it's not as fun. But if it's kind of comedic like that, when you have really janky stuff happening, you know that doesn't really break the the core of it. But you know, doing stuff like that, it it makes it a lot a lot of fun. And I feel like if they went in a direction that like had a game set in a serious tone that wasn't you know very uh serious in actuality like an execution that could be i think a, a big hit i feel like if they did that though with their existing ips they would be in a lot of trouble uh a lot of fans would be upset i kind of just straight up wish bethesda didn't take themselves so seriously yeah, me too. Because, like, part of why I love Skyrim so much is just going around and, like, screwing with people and, like, the weird experiences I have. Like, many times when I'm sneaking, you guys know how, like, the AI or the characters are trained or, like, programmed to look at you so they don't, like, if they're talking or something, they're not just looking off in a random direction. Yeah. Mm. Um, so many times when I'm sneaking, like, the AI will be looking directly at me, but not notice me, and it's just ridiculous, And but it's so funny. And I mean, this is pretty well known at this point, but did you know about, like, the bucket exploit? Yeah, where you put a bucket on people's heads and you can steal stuff. Oh, ridiculous. I mean, I'm amazed. I'm amazed that the engine allows that to work. Yeah. Because when I think about it, that sounds like something that wouldn't work at all. Right. But it does, so that's pretty cool. But it's dumb and funny, <laughs> though. Yeah. 
Well, and then there's stuff like they publish some really good games. Like they didn't make the games, but they published them. Like Prey or Doom. Yeah, Prey, Doom, Dishonored. Yeah, like those are some god tier games. Honestly, if Bethesda just became a publisher and stopped making games, people would probably like them more. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I mean, they need to release Elder Scrolls Six at some point. Uh, it'd be kind of cool to see another one ever. Period. Yeah, on a new uh, engine. I feel like it'd be cool Agreed. to see. A, I think I feel like it'd be cool to see a Fallout game that actually rivals New Vegas. Yeah, I don't think it can. I think nostalgia has us looped to where there are some specific games that Bethesda made way back when that we will never be able to find. Well, Bethesda didn't even make. Good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Bethesda didn't really make Fallout New Vegas. They were just the. Oh yeah, you're here, right. I remember right. Yeah, well, it like, was like the original developers of Fallout. Well, yeah. So Bethesda made the games that came after, right. like before Fallout New Vegas and after Fallout New Vegas. But the people that made that were Obsidian Studios. Yeah, they make some good games. Project was, yeah, their most recent project was the Outer Worlds, which I don't know. I heard that didn't like it had a lot of hype, but it didn't exactly live up to it because people kind of wanted that to be the next Fallout New Vegas. But yeah, uh, apparently it, it wasn't quite. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I never played like Fallout New Vegas as a child, but I started playing it like a few years ago when I got it on Steam. Yeah. And then I just recently got Fallout 4. And despite being so much more polished and having features that are better than other Fallout games, like having some features that are better than other Fallout games, yeah, Fallout 4 just fails to hold my attention. No, definitely. Uh, I really enjoyed Fallout 4, uh, but I think that's because that was my first Fallout game. I I haven't played a lot of Fallout 4. I played some Fallout 3, some New Vegas. Um, my experience with Fallout 3 was still buggy, <laughs> but it, it wasn't oh. that bad. It, I was playing it on uh, the Xbox One, so I was, you know... It was fine. It enter- it was entertaining enough. Um, and then Fallout New Vegas, I played some. I quit though because the issue was is I was playing, and my character got stuck in like a car, like a not a drivable thing, just like a, a destroyed just like a car. car. Yeah, and so I had to shoot people to get them to kill me, so I could. I d- I didn't think to you know, just load my save or anything. So I, I shot people to have them kill me. Uh, Obsidian. Yeah. Obsidian are the people who made New Vegas. Yeah. And then Fallout 4, I didn't play much of either. I think I enjoyed it. One thing I don't like is the base building. I feel like that... Uh, like, I don't know. Oh, a, I had a different experience uh, as far as like base building went. Uh, I just went fucking nuts. Uh, I just wanted to get the food and water as high as I possibly could just to see big numbers kind of stuff. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just not into a lot of base building, I guess. And... Ooh, I also really liked the uh, unlimited money thing that you could do. Uh, if you had your bases making more water than they could drink, 
it would become bottled water, which you could then sell for a high price. Uh, so I made uh, next to unlimited caps, which was pretty nice. Yeah, I I haven't played much of Fallout for I kind I think I actually stopped playing when I discovered the base building because I'm just I don't know what it is. I find base building to be very tedious. Like Minecraft's the only. Sorry. Oh, depending on the game, I feel the same way. Uh, I liked building the house in Skyrim. Uh, I thought that was fun. Yeah, I did that, and when I, when I first kind of played through, uh, I I liked doing that. That was fun for me. I do enjoy, to some extent, the base building in No Man's Sky. Uh, and Subnautica. I do enjoy Subnautica more though, mostly because Subnautica is more of a spooky, scary. Yeah. Huh. I like base building in horror games a lot. I feel like that uh, could, that's that probably is more fun because you're trying to make your you know it's not just like oh you're making a base because you have to have a home you have you're making a base because you need to def in like defend from something. Yep. And like the thing is, there are Fallout games that exist that don't have base building. So it's shown that you can defend yourself from stuff. Like games like Minecraft or Seven Days to Die, you need a base for that because you're going to die if you don't. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, Minecraft, you can just hide, but that's not fun. Yeah. That also has no inventory space. Yeah. And so I feel like it's not in Fallout's, you know, DNA for base building if that makes sense something you know the the most notable thing i haven't played any like really any of fallout 4 if i'm gonna be honest here but the most notable thing to me was is the fact that the robot says your name if you don't like if you type something in <laughs> yeah that that's pretty good that was cool to me uh, but that was about it you know, that was the most notable thing. I like the opening segment, too. Oh, what I really like about Skyrim is how just absolutely unbalanced it is. Uh, if you do alchemy and enchanting, uh, you can make a fork that does 396,000 damage. And it's, like, not, like, an exploit. It is just straight up put in the game. Really? <laughs> well, yeah, because you can do alchemy to make a potion of enchanting to make stronger enchantments. And then you use that to make uh, your armor give you alchemy bonus and then repeat. And it scales infinitely. They put no cap on it. They didn't slow it down. Uh, it wasn't a like exponential decrease in power. They just let it go exponential. So you, know, you can get like forks that do 600,000 damage. You know, though, if you're willing to go to that much trouble to do it, I mean, you go for it. <laughs> That's true. It I, is a bit of work. I like if you're willing to do that for a fork, good on you, man. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of what I like about a lot of the Bethesda games is, you know, how they have such an expansive freedom of choice while still not you know, crippling, like, the game design. 
you know, with like a lot of games, they choose to do things like, oh, we have to have enhanced mobility and allow the player all this freedom. And, you know, like it just ruins level design and stuff like that. <coughs> Halo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely Halo is one of those. I mean, personally, I'm not too invested in the Halo scene, but that is what I've heard everyone say, and I definitely understand that argument. Yeah, no, it's it's it. Yeah, it's definitely true. Another good example is the Stan Stanley Parable. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. Ooh, I played it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I want to play it. I've heard of it, and I've seen clips of it. So what I what I understand from it. Taylor can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a game where you kind of go through like an office setting and a narrator kind of narrates your actions. Is that right? Right. So, but in, from what I've seen in the Stanley parable, you can get an ending where the narrator tries to figure out like the perfect amount of player choice, you know? And so what it does is it shows, like, the player having complete freedom and the narrator can't make a good, you know, cohesive story that is engaging at all. But then, so then it, he goes, like, a complete 180 and makes a specific path for the player to follow and it's not any fun for the player because it's it just feels like you're not interacting with it. Like, why be a video game if you're not doing anything with it? Just be a video. And yeah. something that I find amazing with Skyrim is it manages to have, you know, all this freedom of choice and, like, what you can do in it without crippling the player at all. And, you know, it's a lot easier since it's an open-world game. But still, you know, you can still have that issue. I feel like they did a really good job making interesting places and interesting quests. And I think that is a lot of why the game feels like, even though it is so open and so free, it's not like boring. Yeah. And there's a lot there too. So like, even if you're just walking around, there's still stuff going on. Like, it's not like there isn't stuff sitting around to where you can kind of just sit by. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, what's the game? The walking simulator, the one that gets so much crap for it. Uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding is a really interesting game because uh, there isn't much choice. It's literally just a walking simulator. Uh, but like the story is captivating enough and there's enough like there to keep you interested, even though the game itself doesn't give you much choice. It's like the polar opposite of Skyrim. Yeah. Where, like, there are times where you can break those rules, but they're rather specific. Right. I feel like Skyrim, It, I mean, it really works so well because, you know, having a map with, like, 400, I mean, they're not all unique, but they all have something to them you know 400 locations that you can go and explore uh and there there's a lot of different types of locations but then also there's like little things you know happening in between like 
Imperials taking a Stormcloak soldier to a prison camp or something like that that you can just find on the road to interact with. Uh, definitely. Oh yeah, there are. There are a lot of random events too. I forgot about that. Like the the Khajiit that will randomly rob you. The carrier will randomly bring you a random quest. Like there's a decent amount of random stuff that happens as well just while you're walking around. Oh yeah, that's a hallmark of uh, those Bethesda games. Yeah. It may, it definitely makes it feel alive. You know, I mean, not not that alive, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's there's still the problem of like the the reality breaking glitches, right? Right. I, I kind of take and you out of it a bit. I definitely think that was a much better option than what they did with Fallout Four, where they just had what's his name, uh, the guy who says there's another village that needs your help, or what is it? <laughs> I've uh, I've heard it was with settlement. That Trenston? Preston. Preston, Preston Garvey. Yeah, Preston Garvey. I heard news of a settlement that needs your help. Yeah, that that's what they did to try to keep the game like active and alive. I do like three of those and I am done for the entire rest of the game. Oh man. I when I when I started out, I did one and then I was like, oh, he's asking me to do another one. That just seems like generically generated. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's probably gonna keep asking me to do this. Like I could just tell. I was like, "Yeah, I'm already I'm already pretty done with whatever this is." Yep. Yeah, I got all of the like settlements like unlocked, and then after that, I just stopped doing it because it kept on having me just walk around. Because there is a, as far as I remember, there's a limited number of settlements, and then you can get them all unlocked, but like that's still not enough to win the game. Like, I don't think there is a way to win with just the Preston dudes, the uh, Minutemen, that's what they're called. Which is pretty lame, but I feel like that quest is a lot of work for nothing now I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Something I feel like, you know, kind of comparing that then with Skyrim is, you know, like in Skyrim, there's, jeez, I don't even know how many quests there is. But there's probably like hundreds of quests, maybe maybe a thousand or more quests in Skyrim. But what's I mean, some of them aren't aren't that great, but, you know. They're kind of spread out in a way that they all feel different, you know, like you have the Dark Brotherhood and you have the main quest and each mission of the main quest even feels like feels different. It's not go here and do this, go here and do this. It's more like, oh, well, you have to go learn your shout from the Greymoor and climb this mountain, and then you have to sneak into this party or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, all, it, it feels different, and it feels like, you know, that you're, you're not just doing the same thing. You're doing, like, it can be kind of hard to uh, keep track of why you're doing it, why you're doing the quest in the first place and especially with like all the lengthy text and lore of Skyrim uh that I personally just don't care to get into but like it's it you can find yourself maybe getting lost in that and so it's good to have just unique things that you can do i mean especially just wandering off and doing your own thing you know it kind of helps 
like not feel that pressure of oh well this is getting repetitive and boring like you have that choice i also like how like factions have like specific feels like when you're doing the dark brotherhood quests it feels different than when you're doing like uh what are they called the guys who let turn you into a werewolf uh the band of brothers no i have not uh, gone into that yet oh they're in white run oh i've oh you mean the gray mains oh no not the gray mains uh what are they called the selling of champions oh the champions they're just called the champion or the oh companions. yeah the champions. or the companions yeah them. yeah i yeah, didn't know they uh, turned you into werewolves what Oh, yeah, they turn you into a werewolf at the end. Yeah, oops, spoiler. Whack. <laughs> I think Bethesda's old. I think Skyrim's old enough to where I can spit out spoilers. How old That's is It's a spoiler Skyrim? for me. <laughs> Skyrim is... I haven't done that quest line. It's like 10 years old. More than 10, probably. If it's yeah, more than a decade, it's no longer a spoiler. Yeah, you won't believe when I tell you about Mr. House. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Mr. House? Is that another Skyrim thing I don't know? I put no. I put over 50 hours into Skyrim, which is like one of my highest, you know, played games, and I'm not even that far into what? it. I think I have close to 400 hours in uh, Slay the Spire alone. Oh, jeez. I like roguelikes a lot. Like, roguelikes are, like, my thing. Like, I love roguelikes. Uh, Skyrim, I probably have close to that as many hours as well. That was bad English, uh, but I really enjoyed yeah. Skyrim for a long time. Yeah. That was awful English. It's. <laughs> I feel I I'm why. worried that I'm going to get bored of Skyrim or something like that. Because when I play games, what I typically like to do is I like to kind of go through them one at a time so I can kind of put all of my focus and attention onto that. Maybe two or three at a time. It kind of <laughs> depends. But, like, I'm worried that I'm going to burn out of Skyrim. Which, you know, I haven't really had any problem with yet, but, you know, it's always a possibility. But I, I just feel like with, with Skyrim, there's so much uniqueness to it that it'll be, it'll take me a while to burn out, which is... One I, thing that helps is uh, trying it with a new build. Explore. Or eventually, well, like... Uh, most people end up going Stealth Archer. Uh, it's literally a meme. Literally everyone does it because it's the best build in the game for no fucking reason. Or yeah, hacking reason. Yeah, even oh. my boss. Even my boss was talking about that the other day. Or yeah. Oh, I was... I I play, like... I guess kind of Stealth Archer one-handed, kind of. You know, yeah. I... Welcome to literally everyone in the entire world who plays Skyrim. Okay, but... I did that because I wanted to do something else because usually what I'll do is I'll be really aggressive. That yeah. is what no one does in Skyrim. <laughs> uh, literally everyone only does that one build for no reason. I mean, I guess it's just because it is that strong. Uh, I went through and I played as a mage and I had a lot of fun playing everything again as oh. a mage. Yeah, I, I play like... I mean, I, I do use uh, a lot of restoration spells. I'm not too keen on like things like magic or like destruction spells or spells that harm enemies but i i do use a lot of restoration as well 
I just I... like lighting things on fire. Haha, <laughs> 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 who doesn't? <laughs> Agreed. I just, you know, I just kind of, I'm going through it in a way that I would, I guess, kind of imagine me if I was this character, you know? Like, That's fair. Like, I'm playing as an Argonian, and while the Khajiit are, you know, known for being the more sly ones, um, I feel like also a lizard can be pretty sly too, especially with, like, water breathing. Just You know, you can go and hide underwater or something to escape from your enemies. So I do a lot of pit-pocketing and stuff like that and breaking into houses and stealing. Ooh, I never did that. I just straight-up murdered everything. So, like, instead of, like, sneaking into someone's house and, like, stealing their goods, I would sneak into the house, kill them while they sleep, and then steal everything. I should try that, too. You know, I've, I've done my fair share of killing a lot of people, too. Hmm. I haven't played Skyrim as much, but I can tell you that that's one thing I did in Fallout New Vegas. Because I'd get, like, uh, a really strong, like, stealth. Yeah. I'd get, like, a really strong stealth build. And I'd, like, always try to be a good person, like, in the quest lines. And i do, like, the NCR quest lines and such. But I would always, <laughs> I would always just, like, steal from friend or foe. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, like, there's some... Hot, so my karma was extremely negative. <laughs> I feel like... Um, I try to be, you know, good in, in it. Like I, I try to be bad too. I, I'm, I'm not kind of at a loss for words, <laughs> but like <laughs> I try to, uh, be, you know, more villainous than I usually tr am in video games. Like, especially wh where you have a lot of choice like this. Um, but then there's like some parts where I'm like, I just have to draw the line you know, just in quests where, like, you know, I when I got the Dark Brotherhood quest, I heavily considered, um, trying, uh, trying to kill her, you know, instead of killing one of the people, and not doing the Dark Brotherhood, but I decided against it. But there are other situations where, like, I quick save before i did this but i went into this kind of small town area and i just killed everyone because i they i mean it was guarded by imperials anyways and i was a I'm technically a stormcloak in the game so heck yeah stormcloaks <laughs> so i'm i'm supposed to kill the imperials but then i was like well this is kind of sad everyone's dead now so i i reloaded and i just <laughs> i just forgot it i i just didn't bother with it and it also said I had a really high bounty in some town I've never heard of, so <laughs> I just I just reloaded and I was like, maybe I'll come back to this. And you know, there's just you know, I'm not too villainous, but I'm like Mega Mind villain level. Oh, you're a villain, all right, just not a super one. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's just like that freedom. I'm really excited because I, uh, you know, I still haven't played really a lot of Fallout New Vegas or a lot of Fallout 4. I'm excited to play through those because I'm recently, like, what I used to play Skyrim as, as I used to just do the main quest and go through. It wasn't that uh, fun. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't. 
it's not as much fun as I'm having now, just wandering around, you know, exploring a lot and that sort of thing. So, like, every time, by the time that I'm actually doing the main quest line, I'm so disgustingly powerful compared to everything. I one-shot all of the Imperials. Yeah. Uh, including bosses. I'm just a super legend, and these guys are like, Aha, I will kill you, Stormcloak. I'm like, yeah, you sorry to ruin your day there, champ, but it's not happening. Yeah, I'm, you know, I feel like I keep things relatively balanced. I'm playing on a higher difficulty, too. I'm playing on, like, Adept, I think, which is one from the highest. Because I wanted to challenge myself a little bit as well. And it hasn't been that challenging. There have been some parts where I was like, oh, this is tough. But other than that, it's 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 been fairly balanced and easy for me. And maybe that's because I kind of wander off and I do my own thing for a lot of the game. I was going to say, no matter what difficulty I'm on, I always do so many side quests and I have so much of just the best gear in the game. By the time that I ever actually get around to doing, or even if I ever get around to doing the main quest line, like I am near to full max level in whatever I'm using for my weapon and armor. Uh, I have at least one uh, crafting thing next to completely full. So, like, by the time that it actually comes around to it, I'm just disgustingly powerful anyway. So, like, even at the max difficulty, it's still easy just because I've been so busy doing every single other quest to avoid doing the main quest line as physically possible. Yeah, and I I kind of just do it how I feel. Like, I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like doing the main quest today. That's what I'll do. But if I feel like doing something else, uh, I'll do that. Or I'll just, you know, like, say screw it i'm just gonna wander off and do whatever i want you know um but i'm really excited to play uh you know fallout 4 new vegas but i also i decided to purchase the other two elder scrolls games as well for the quake sale so i'm excited to play those oh yeah uh oblivion and uh, uh morrowind? morrowind yeah yeah i mean it's gonna take me an eternity to get through skyrim first but still <laughs> That's fair. And like Skyrim's pretty good. I've never played any of the other ones, nor have I played New Vegas. Uh I've played Fallout 4 and Skyrim, because I'm a pleb. Yeah. You I guys... played Dishonored and Dishonored 2, but those also weren't technically the same publisher. Well, they're the same publisher, just different uh developer. Yeah. You hear about uh their new or Bethesda's new IP, I think it's called Starfield. No, I haven't. Uh, I know it's a thing that exists, but I don't know of any release date. I know that's a space, uh, space follow basically. Yeah, I feel like there's recently, in my opinion, there's been too many games about space. Like you have No Man's Sky, you have Astroneer, and just stuff like that. There's a lot of games coming out that are about space. I mean, a lot of that is people are pushing us to go to space pretty right. heavy right now. Right. But, like, it's also kind of not setting them apart very well, in my opinion. That's kind of true. Like how I was looking through Steam a second ago and I found Raft and Survival on Raft. Yeah. You know, like, Starfield, I if it's... You know, if it's made, like, with the same crappy engine and same quality as 
you know, Skyrim or Fallout, I don't think it's going to do that well. And it's not that it doesn't have, you know, that broken kind of Bethesda charm. It's just that it's going to blend in with all the other space games. They'd have to do something pretty impressive to make it, you know, stand right. out. Exactly. And I feel like Bethesda now needs to kind of get their stuff together, too. Like, Fallout 76 was bad. I heard Skyrim Online wasn't that great either. I haven't played that either. You know, in uh, theory... I don't know what... I don't know what their fascination was with MMOs. MMOs are like, well, you know, in super rare. Yeah, you know, in theory, Skyrim like could be fun if you played it with a bunch of people. You know, in theory, if it was an MMO. But I mean, that's yeah, at that point, it's all about execution. Yeah, and there's just not enough people that are gonna take it seriously, though. You know, like. You have half the people who are like, yes, I'm I'm playing Skyrim. I'm taking my duty very seriously. And then you have the people making like a 6,000 damage fork. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on. They're very, they're very dedicated to their stabbing people in the back with a fork build. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. How could I? How could I be so ignorant? <laughs> it takes like two hours to get that fork that powerful of just sitting there grinding up materials. That's no, that's post-grind. That is just literally doing the upgrades. It takes a while to get started. But like once it starts going up, it goes nuts. I'd imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's how exponential curves work, I guess. So that was pretty redundant, but... Yeah. No, but, like, you know, in theory, Skyrim could work. And probably Fallout 2. I feel like Fallout... I don't... I mean, maybe it's just because I haven't played it as much. But I'm I'm don't I feel like Fallout works better single player and Skyrim would work well as an MMO. I don't think MMO really fits either of those genres. No, I think it's much more fitting to just like have a multiplayer experience, but don't have yeah. it be an MMO. Well, like is Destiny technically an MMO? Yeah, Destiny is a hundred percent an MMO. Yeah. Okay. There's no technically about it. Oh, okay. Well, then I don't know. Having those random encounters would be kind of fun in Skyrim, wouldn't you think? Well, I mean, in Destiny, it's all PvE, or like the base game, anyways, right. as far as I understand. Right, right. I mean, a lot of uh, Auto Scrolls Online is PvP or PvE. Uh, yeah. Same with Fallout. Uh, same with Fallout seventy six. I don't know if you guys. Under if you've heard of Fallout 76's PvP system, it's god-awful. So if you want to initiate a battle with somebody, you have to shoot them. And then if the other person wants to battle, they can. But So they, they accept your request by uh, shooting you back. And so what happens is, is you shoot a player, you do like such an incrementally small amount of damage... Then the other player like suits up, puts all their power ups on or whatever, puts on a power suit, grabs their strongest gun, shoots you back, and you're dead. <laughs> and you can't kill a player who doesn't want to be killed because it does such a small amount of damage. And even if you do get them down to like low enough, they'll just stim pack back up. Yeah. And 
technically so, they don't they don't want to be killed until they attack you back. <laughs> yeah, and that's such a dumb system in my opinion. Like uh I like how WoW does it. Uh you turn PvP on or you don't. Yeah. If that's... you want a PvP, just turn it on. If you don't, just don't turn it on. So what? That's like brings you to a different server altogether. I feel like yeah, that's basically yeah. That's good. I think I think the problem might be that there aren't enough people playing Fallout 76. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Not anymore. I've seen some like Reddit posts and stuff and like headlines that Fallout 76 has gotten worse with updates. Dude, I don't know if it's like still really bad or getting worse, but I know for a long time after release, Bethesda was doing nothing to help that game's image. Oh, like no. it just kept getting worse with all the crap they were doing, especially with like the promises for like the pre-releases or like, sorry, the pre-purchase package and what whatnot. Yeah, they've had a lot of controversies. Oh yeah. Well, I think we've kind of talked about everything. I mean, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. Um. I don't know. Not in particular. Dewey, you got anything? Uh, Skyrim overall is a masterpiece, glitches and all. I'd agree with that. Alright, well, I guess we'll we'll wrap it up here. Um, thanks to everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, it's a bit... Sh- it's about ten minutes shorter than what we would normally do, but it's, it's fine. It's still got the full game view experience so thank you all for listening Uh, if you want to rate the podcast or subscribe to hear more that would be very appreciated and we'll see you in the next one make sure you oh also make sure you check out dewey's twitch down below i'll probably be streaming with him you want to see some me playing video games (laughs) uh yeah and we'll we'll see you in the next one bye